Welcome to this episode of CEO Perspectives, a signature series by the Conference Board. CEO Perspectives are conversations that take an objective, nonpartisan look at a range of subjects that matter most to business leaders. I'm Steve Odlin, the CEO of the Conference Board and the host of this podcast series. And in today's conversation, we're going to be discussing the generations and specifically millennials. What makes this generation unique? In what ways are millennials like other generations and how are they different? And what are their views of other generations? You are listening to CEO Perspectives, a podcast by the Conference Board. Joining me today is Alex Keaton, the assistant producer of digital media here at the Conference Board and a member of the millennial generation. Alex, welcome. Thanks for having me, Steve. Okay, Alex. So here we go. Tell us a little bit about your life as a millennial and your career so far. Well, first, I have to mention that in case anyone is wondering, I am old enough to know the Alex Keaton reference. I just had <laughs> I just had to put that out there. <laughs> so I was born and raised in Philly by two wonderful parents. I have a younger sister who is actually Gen Z. Thinking about my childhood, I mean, I have some really great memories. I didn't grow up watching TV all the time. We weren't on computers. We weren't on tablets. I don't even think they had tablets back then when I was younger. What I did do was visit my grandma every Sunday. My sister and I played outside all the time. We did arts and crafts. We read books. We did puzzles. There was lots of activities going on. We had these neighbors that I grew up with who would knock on our door and ask us to come outside and play all the time. We had a band with them, so we would sing and play our plastic instruments. And my parents had, they had those VHS cameras, those really big VHS cameras, and they would record everything that we did. That is just so annoying because, you know, (laughs) then now it's, they're going to torture you when you have children and they're going to play it for them. They torture us now and play them. So, (laughs) yes. So let me get this straight. So the millennial generation is, is sort of viewed as the generation who grew up with technology. You know, you don't talk to people, you text and so forth. But it sounds like you had an, a, a sort of more traditional kind of upbringing with puzzles and, you know, a little less on the electronic side. Yeah, I kind of feel like we were the last generation to do that. I feel like the younger generations now are all about technology. I mean, I'm on the train and I see little kids just with their faces and tablets. My childhood experience wasn't like that. We were outside playing and it was very different. You know, we went to the park and rode bikes and went sledding and um, roller skating was like one of my favorite activities that I did with my dad growing up. My mom, on the other hand, she did not like the sports kind of thing. So, you know, she was there in the background cheering us on with her uh, disposable camera. A disposable camera. You know, you sound like a baby boomer. Are you sure you're a millennial? Well, I said my mom had a disposable camera. Okay. All right. He's the baby boomer. All right. Okay. All right. I just wanted to get this straight here. All right. So, you know, the, these millennials, uh, you know, have been the, the source of conversation for a long time. You know, the millennials are the generation that, uh, that uh, it was actually Gen Y, you know, and then and then they started calling them the the millennials, but they kind of fit in there between, you know, Generation X and Generation Z. But uh, millennials are those with birth dates between 1981 and 1986, generally. So it's a 15 year period. You know, just talk to me about what you think are the characteristics of the millennial generation. If I were to describe millennials, I would say we are very tech savvy very entrepreneurial. We're not afraid to take risks. Um, We are passionate about anything we put our minds to. 
And I think in terms of a work environment, especially for me, what's valuable is having a seat at the table. You know, we want to be included in those important conversations, as well as a work-life balance. It's important to be able to make time for the people and other activities that are important to us. I love collaboration. And what I found, you know, amongst me and my other millennial friends is that we like to keep learning. So even after graduation, you know, we're learning to grow in our careers um, and we value ongoing education and professional development. Growing up with social media, we're also, you know, when we want to learn something new, we go straight to the internet. So we're using like platforms like YouTube and online courses to develop our skills and even, you know, learn about things that just interest us in general. Yeah. And you you rely a lot on your phones, um, don't you? I mean, you know, it, you're not really using computers uh, a lot. It's, you know, you're on the go and, and so forth. I've watched. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's different than previous generations, you know, so. But just just a, an overview of the generations, you know, they, we started talking about uh, this whole concept of generations, even though human beings have been around for a million years. Um, but but the first generation that we talk about is the greatest generation, uh, 1901 to 1927, and the silent generation, 28 to 45, boomers from 46 to 64, X from 65 to 80, the millennials, 81 to 86, and then Gen Z from 97 to 12. And, and the babies being born today are our generation alpha, but you're sitting here sort of towards, uh, you know, the, the younger side of this group of generations, you know, how do you think of, you know, when you think of the greatest, you know, they name themselves the greatest, the greatest generation, the silent generation, the boomers, you know, do you see distinctions um, by, for each of those generations or does it kind of all run together for you? There's definitely some distinctions. I mean, there's even distinctions between older millennials and younger millennials. Since there's a distinction between just one generation, I think of course there's some between all of them. For older millennials, I would say the main difference from what I see is social media. And I think it's more about the way we experience social media. So for older millennials, I would say they don't quite understand the pressure or the consequences of what a social media post can do, you know, and how much power that can hold. When I was growing up, I was taught to be aware of each and everything I post to the internet because it's there forever. And that was kind of a scary thought. So I think for a lot of younger millennials and also Gen Z, they're more aware of that than older millennials are. Yeah. And so, but go to the generations before that. So, you know, the, the silent generation, boomers, the greatest, you know, how do you, how do you look at those generations? So for boomers, I think it's easier to distinguish the differences because my parents are baby boomers. But, you know, in my experience viewing my parents, one of the differences I've noticed is that millennials take more non-traditional career paths. So whether that's like launching a business or freelancing or juggling more than one interest at a time, I think millennials are finding ways to incorporate those things into our lives and making you know, we want to make more of an impact on ourselves and the world, you know, and we just want to do things that makes us happy and excites us. I think for baby boomers, you know, they were more traditional when it came to their career and their lives. They looked for a good company to work at. They stayed there for 30 to 40 years or more. They were loyal to that company until retirement. Boomers are very tunnel vision. So, you know, they went to work, they got a pension, they bought a house young. 
My mom bought her house when she was 29 years old. That's one year older than I am right now. And I am not ready to buy a house at this point. <laughs> well, you live in New York City. So that, exactly. you know, you got to give yourself a break. That's a little <laughs> different than. Uh, it is different. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, so it, it and so your, your parents were boomers. Your grandparents were silent generation. Yeah. So my grandmother, who I'm the closest with, she is from the silent generation. Yes. And do you see a distinct difference in that generation? I do. I mean, she, her memory is great. She tells me a lot about, you know, the way she grew up and I'm kind of comparing that to, you know, what it's like now. We definitely have more freedom when it comes to the choices that we make in terms of our career um, and just what we want to do in life. She didn't really have many choices like that. She also had a lot of good experiences growing up. I mean, she was in a band. You know, she told me about times where she had to walk to school in the cold and take the bus. Yeah, yeah. But it was uphill both ways and the wind was blowing <laughs> and it snowed all year round. Exactly. You have to be careful about some of these stories, Alex. I know. But, you know, you'll be telling your kids and grandchildren these stories, same ones at some point. So, you know, it it, uh, it is interesting, though, the, the millennials are now uh, into their 30s and uh, and, and the the oldest millennial now is hitting 40 years mm -hmm. old. How did, you know, so now switch it to the other way. How did the millennials, Gen Y, view the earlier, uh, the, sorry, the younger generation, Gen Z and, and thereafter? Well, I, I feel like because I'm on the younger side of the millennials, I can kind of relate to Gen Z a little more because we're, we're closer within that time frame. And like I mentioned, my sister is a Generation Z. So, you know, we grew up interested in a lot of the same things, which I think is really nice. And we're both in the arts. So it's really nice for us to talk and brainstorm and talk about our interests and what we want to do in the future. So I think in terms of that, it's we're very relatable. Yeah. That's, so it, it is interesting because as a uh, as a later millennial, you probably are more similar to an early Z, you know, because because you know it, these things are are you know just generalizations, aren't they? Yeah, they are. We've discussed the characteristics of millennials in general. Next, we'll explore how they view other generations. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. What does the future of work mean for your employees? How will your company navigate ESG? Will there be a global recession? At the conference board. Our experts translate the latest research and economic analysis into insights and real-time problem-solving for your organization. Membership at the Conference Board provides your team with an assortment of knowledge from economics, marketing and communications, ESG, public policy, and human capital. As a member, you'll have access to our center experts, member-exclusive events, data and benchmarking tools, and peer sharing that will help you understand the present and shape the future. Consider becoming a Conference Board member today by visiting www.conference-board.org. Welcome back to CEO Perspectives. I'm your host, Steve Odlin, the CEO of the Conference Board, and I'm joined today by Alex Keaton, the assistant producer of digital media here at the Conference Board. So you know, one of the things that I've I've read recently is that millennials in the workplace are very frustrated. Millennial managers are very frustrated by these these young whippersnappers. Um, do do you see that at you know in your career? Yeah, I think it might be a little challenging because 
Gen Z is very, they like to jump right into things. They're very tech savvy. They know how to do things. They want to get involved right away. I think that might be, it could be overwhelming for some of the older generations to take in. Yeah. So it's, it's, is it, you know, they're a little less patient, you think? Yeah. I would say Gen Z is a little, might be a little less patient. Yeah. yeah it, well, the reason I'm pushing you on this is at, it, when you talk to generations, their view typically of any generation younger than them is the same thing. So, you know, one of the, one of the questions here, you know, as we're, as we go through these discussions is, you know, is it, are there really differences between the generations? I mean, there are probably some, but, or is it life stage driven, you know, that, that, you know, when each generation is in this stage of their life, there are more similarities, you know, and, and I don't know if you have a view on that. I think they're different because like I mentioned with the baby boomers versus millennials, when baby boomers were the age I am now, I think, like I said, they were very tunnel vision, you know, they're looking for a job that they could stay at so that they can be financially stable and they can have a family and get married. And with, you know, the younger generations now at this age, our our mindset is very different. We don't have the same the same goals that the other generations did at that time. Yeah, you know, I think it it, it, it we hear that from the other generations. You know, we didn't we didn't really have a choice. You know, it was the there was an expectation that mm-hmm. you know this was supposed to happen. You were supposed to you know get out of school, get married, have kids. Sounds like you're, it sounds like you're saying that the millennials have a little more freedom or, you know, or feel like they do anyway. Yeah, I think millennials are very free thinking when it comes to their career and their life. They're more open to the possibilities of things that they can do. And I, I like that, though. I'm, I like that we don't have to be, you know, one direction and we're open and free to change our minds if we want to do something. Yeah, you know, the, the other thing um, that millennials are characterized as is job hoppers, you know, that they, they you know, they, they stay for a couple of years and then they try to get another experience. Do you, do you sense that that is a legitimate characteristic? I think so. Millennials and Gen Z, we're looking for companies that are going to listen to us, that are open to our ideas, that have a great work-life balance that have collaboration. We want a company whose values that we appreciate. And so if we don't see that at a company or if we're unhappy um, and we kind of feel like it's a toxic work environment, then I think that, you know, millennials and Gen Z are more open to switching jobs. Yeah. And we, we, we hear from the silent generation and the boomers that, you know, they, they, like, as you said, they, they expected to go to one company, stay for a long time. And so their experiences were collected within that organization. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what uh, I, I think what you're saying is not only, not only do you, do millennials seek out, you know, certain characteristics, but, but they collect experiences by moving from job to job. Yeah. Every opportunity you get to work somewhere is a learning experience. And so whether they take that as a positive experience or a negative experience, um, that's something they're going to remember. But I I think it's good if they find something within a company that they like. If they know what they're looking for, for a positive work experience, they're going to continuously look for that down the road in the future. So, you know, do, do, so it, it's interesting, you, you use the term work-life balance, which of course the conference board has written a lot on. Yes. It, when you use that term, what, what do you mean by it? Being able to 
make time for the people in our outside activities that are important to us. So does that mean that you're willing to work fewer hours? Well, I think everyone would be willing to work fewer hours. <laughs> <laughs> but not that not that we're looking for a company that's, you, you know, you only work 20 hours a week. That doesn't make sense. But maybe a company that is more flexible. And, and what does flexibility look like? Well, does, does, it means allowing you to work when you want to work. Is, is that what you mean by it? Flexibility, I think, in today's society, you know, especially with COVID and everything happening is maybe half working from home, half working in the office. I think that's like okay. the main flexibility that we are looking for right now. Okay. Okay. That that's interesting. Cause you know, some, some people define flexibility as, Hey, if I want to get up at six and work for a couple hours and then take a break for a couple hours and I want to work late at night, or if I want to spread it out over the weekend, you know, that kind of thing, which, you know, it's, it, it's a whole different view. Yeah. I think that specific example kind of depends on what kind of job you're at but for like a normal nine to five I think it's good if especially if you're working from home if you take like an hour lunch break you know yeah and have time to relax and then come back to work and I think that's the kind of flexibility that we're looking for yeah and that you know and that that applies to an office environment what do you do if you're you know construction and you're you know you're building a building and you you can't you can't do that from yeah, home you can't really do that no so flexibility is kind of a different deal depending on where you are right yeah yeah. The um so you know you you mentioned that you know you're a later millennial and and so in some ways you're you're kind of more similar to an early z. Do you see so how are the earliest millennials you know so going back to you know the the earliest millennials were were born in 1981 how how do those folks differ within your generation from the later millennials? Yeah. So I think, like I mentioned, it's more how we understand how social media works. You know, again, it's the pressure that social media has on us is I think the older millennials think of it in a different way. You know, so for younger millennials, we see it as, you know, everything you put out into the world is there forever. And I think we kind of see it as kind of like a brand. I think our social media is branding ourselves and, you know, we carefully choose and pick what we want to post and, you know, how that portrays us, you know, whether it's to our friends or even to jobs. And I don't think older millennials kind of had that experience of how much pressure is put on social media in general. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, the the personal computer was really born in the middle of this generation, the millennial generation. I mean, it, it was it was born after World War II in labs and all of that. But I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, households really adopting it as a, I don't know, a household appliance or and businesses really bringing it in and using it kind of happened in the middle. So, um, you know, I, I think people characterize millennials as being, you know, the tech generation, but it does depend on, mm -hmm. you're talking about in terms of social media, but it depends on you know, which part of the generation you, you started in, I guess. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. When, you know, talk about the events, you know, and I'm thinking about, you know, historical events, global events. What, what are some of the events that have happened during the millennial generation? I can think of a few. So the first, the first one that comes to mind is COVID-19. You know, I'm not sure like how, COVID will be remembered in the future, but I know for people who've experienced it, it's very top of mind. Another would be same-sex marriage. 
and also the election of our first black president, Barack Obama. I remember I was 13 years old when Barack Obama was elected and mm -hmm. I was I think it was a school night. I was sleeping and I know my mom came and woke me up and she's like, Obama won, Obama won. And I'm like, OK, that's great. Yay. <laughs> I just went back <laughs> to sleep. But, you know, growing up, you know, I was taught that as an African-American girl, woman, you know, no matter what career path I chose, no matter where I went in life, I have to work a little bit harder. So I knew that when Obama was elected, it was a big deal. But as I got older, I could understand how important that was. So I think that's definitely one of the um, most memorable for me, for my generation. Yeah. And, and you know, for just about everybody of any generation, it was really, a, a, you know, a transformational event. Um, you know, and, and we've heard in, from some of the other um, generations that, you know, the, tr the transitions or the progress in, in social areas, you know, that have happened, you know, during their generations. And, uh, and it is interesting when you talk about it, that, uh, you know, the progress that has been made, I know, sometimes when you look forward, you say, Oh, we have so much to go, right. But, uh, but a lot has been made. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that that's happened really during your generation in terms of really, you know, really the, the widespread adoption, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Any other events that, uh, in your generation that you think uh, stand out? Definitely 9-11 as well. Um, I was really young when that happened because I'm on the um, the later side of the millennials, but I know for a lot of millennials in general, 9-11 was a huge part of their lives as well. Yeah. You know, when when you, when you people look back 100 years from now, um, of course, and I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just take it out far enough so that you know, so that there's some perspective. What do you think they will say about your generation? Well, Steve, I think they're going to say, you know, we're the greatest generation in the world. <laughs> Millennials, they did it. <laughs> Good for you. They were the best. <laughs> they were the best. They were the best. Well, you know, but they might name themselves the greatest generation, right? Or They will be very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Any other characters? How are they going to generalize and characterize the the millennials, do you think? I think definitely the technology and the internet will be a huge part of how they remember millennials. I think there's a lot of pressure on millennials right now to solve a lot of the issues in the world, you know, like climate change and, you know, maybe they'll remember COVID-19. Hopefully we can do something in the future that'll help them remember us in a positive way. And what would that look like? Fixing climate change. Yeah. I, I think a lot about gun control. I think that's important. Yeah. Any other um any other thoughts as it relates either to the millennials or, you know, the other generations that we haven't talked about? I think I love that we're doing the generations episodes because it's really nice to hear all the different, you know, experiences from the different generations and how we're different and how we're the same. And I think going forward, we can all kind of learn from each other so that we can improve not only ourselves, but the world. And of course, you know, technology will keep evolving and we'll have to adapt to that. But hopefully we can learn from each generation and kind of come together as one. As long as we're willing to share and listen, huh? Exactly. And we're going to start with CEO Perspectives. There we go. Alex Keaton, late millennial. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Steve. And thanks to all of you for listening into CEO Perspectives. Every week, I'll be joined by a prominent thought leader 
to provide insights on the issues of our time. We'll cover the leading topics in geopolitics, economics, public policy, and more. Please share CEO perspectives with your colleagues, with your friends, with your family, with every generation. I know they're gonna to wanna to listen. I'm Steve Odlin, and this series has been brought to you by the Conference Board. You have been listening to CEO Perspectives, a podcast by the Conference Board.